0: Welcome to The Glimpse. I'm Adam Lorton, a.k.a. Shark Butler. And I'm Aiden Richards, a.k.a. Omega Man. Are you ready for some lazy, dumbass analysis?
1: Oh man, I'm not willing to be a dick in my fun time. GSL group stages are dumb. Why bother winning if you're not going to get a Mercedes? Sounds great.
0: (laughs) Try to summon a little less enthusiasm next time, Jason.
1: I incorrectly anticipated fart. I'm going to ask you for a lot more details. This, by the way, is super deep analysis you're about to see. Okay, Aiden. Alright, Lord. So let's step into it.
0: Whoa, welcome to the show, everybody. It's episode checks notes 100 aiden richards howdy how you doing i'm good it's been almost nine months since we did a podcast episode uh where you been
1: um so i will honest i when i first read that in the show notes you writing that i was like it can't possibly have been nine months and then i actually started started counting it and i was like holy shit it's been nine months um i have been in my house it's a pandemic <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> pretty much like 90 like you know i'm probably in my house 75 percent of the time 60 percent of the time during like you know normal now it's up to 95 so that's where i've been uh, what about you <laughs> it's same deeply yeah. same uh, <laughs> well i've been in my house with mm, my kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sounds worse i've been in my house with my dogs uh eventually they sleep more
0: totally uh, normally at this point in the episode i would remind l- the people who are listening how they can stay in touch with us i'll i'll do that there's a discord i uh i dug up a great discord comment from august it was super easy to find because it was the mo- one of the most recent ones <laughs> thanks nestico <laughs> uh we're also on twitter you can find aiden at omega Man dota and you can find me at shark butler tweeting every once in a while
1: but well, not as much about dota probably more about other things it is?
0: yeah exactly aiden with his uh tranquil home washington dc mm-hmm. where he's uh observing the peaceful transition of power
1: you know it's shockingly like i don't live that far away but it's remarkable how not affected the rest of dc is which is a blessing but
0: well i'm uh, happy to hear that as a person who cares about your health and safety there aiden thank you so coming up in this episode we've got the 2021 dpc league season and your questions in discord we allowed you to ask us anything and i guess my expectations were too high (laughs) (laughs) but you did ask us some things and we will answer many of them but before we get into the DPC, let's go ahead and answer the question that's on a lot of people's minds right now is the glimpse back no sorry guys it's not back i was telling aiden that sometime during the pandemic my uh, my Dota podcast motivation dropped literally to zero. And I will tell you truthfully today, it's above zero. My Dota podcast motivation needs to be at least 70 for us to organize a show. And uh, I can tell you it's not close to 70 right now. Sorry.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Lord. I, I just out of curiosity, when did it drop below 70?
0: Well, I mean, of course it would have periods, but then Team Secret would win another <laughs> tournament. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <Fair
0: enough>. <laughs> <laughs> and i could come on the show and i don't know dunk on you is much too strong a a phrase for what was going on but there would at least be something interesting to talk about the pandemic completely refocused me on working from home with two kids in the house trying to maintain a some relationships and a business and stuff what about you
1: uh i will say i i had a similar dropped uh, uh there was only so many times Secret Alliance, Nigma, and Liquid could compete over in the, you know, grand finals of or <laughs> semifinals, grand finals of a European tournament before I stopped caring and um, are all blurred together. I will say there was a point where when Virtus Pro somehow seamlessly got rid of their old guys and picked up a new team that also was really good and like retooled. Like if if you've ever if you follow any sports, sports teams don't get to do this. Like the old guard. Like that. Yes. So if we keep pulling it <laughs> off, like there was a point where I wanted to just do that to gloat about how great it was that my organi- the organization has somehow magically retooled on the fly and uh, they look really good. But uh, other than that, pretty low.
0: Well, and I uh, appreciate the kind words from our friend and discord admin Nestico. He said, uh, y'all have done us a, he- done a hero's service and owe us all zero things. We've done no such thing, by the way, Nestico. We, we, it was more like, uh, more like we did some, some Dota masturbation online for you guys to watch and now, uh, got it all out of our system.
1: Yeah. And I, and I will say this when we, when we started this podcast, there were not very good Dota podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's good pretty good dota podcasts out there none of them i would say any of them are doing exactly what we did but they're out there they're good um so you know i don't feel quite as much as we're leaving people in the clearly in on the gold
0: absolutely so. no it's it's a great point point, and on a more serious note for you listening there are some quality dota podcasts out there but if you feel that there's a hole in the dota podcasting universe that you think you could fill there are a few hundred people who are subscribed to this feed and so if you would like to try to post a guest podcast episode in our feed, I think we'd be open to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Assuming that the quality doesn't make audio engineer Jason puke. He
1: has, he has final, uh, uh, final cut. <laughs>
0: right, All of us have veto power, but I think actually you have a pretty good chance of getting through all three of our vetoes. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about the DPC Aiden. Valve recently announced given several teams experienced a lot of roster changes throughout the year, and performance has varied, and that's a very even-handed way of putting it. Performance has varied among teams from the previous DPC season. We will not be using the previous season DPC points as a way to seed teams into the leagues, but rather selecting the top four teams in the best form from each region to be directly qualified to the upper division.
1: And just to be, just for context, if somehow you missed this, they did announce a a while ago i don't even know when that they were that we were moving to a league format with with major invites being possible.
0: yeah one of our last podcast episodes
1: um yeah it was sometime in the spring um so mm-hmm. that, that's still happening based on all of this information all this new information um we bring it back for old times sakes we're gonna play the blame a claim game for each of these decisions okay um so well so can, can i just ask you real quick aiden yeah
0: i don't hate valve naming the top four. For, for each region i don't either the, the, like there was plenty of twitter outrage and virtue signaling about this though like oh <laughs> there's no precedent for this and uh and and they, they're ruining people's hard work like uh like gambit esports who had accumulated 230 pathetic little dpc points before this
1: i actually don't think it ended up i looked at the things i don't think there's any team that really can feel hard done by because i don't think there's anybody who like the, the team that probably was left out was Alliance. They were the team that had the biggest complaint and they made it to the upper division. So who cares? Sure, Right. It ended up working out. Right.
0: IG similarly in China.
1: Yeah, exactly. So and I don't think it, I don't think it ended up affecting anything negatively, but I do say, I mean, like the, the decision is fine the essentially the not telling people which like that what they were going to do over two months like imagine if your boss was like i've got no work for you for two months and then like after that was like actually i'm going to evaluate you on the last two months of you not like doing what or doing whatever the hell you wanted <laughs> like that would be that would be pretty frustrating i have to understand so i have to understand it um and that's basically what valve did it's like <laughs> you know you're on your own but now <laughs> we're going to check in on you so right
0: and valve does control the purse str- strings to a uh, kind of an alarming degree here
1: sure sure all
0: right so yeah let walk us through some uh some blame and acclaim aiden
1: okay so the invite system like you know like for for not letting people know i think i feel like the, the blame fairly clearly falls on valve you know what i'm actually going to go valve on this one yeah okay all right i like it let's go to the next one so i um i, I trolled twitter for a few complaints from different organizers and stuff like that um mm-hmm. jack chen in particular who is a friend of the pod kbbq he had some the his first complaint was on the schedule of play so I didn't actually go in through Calculate it, but basically that there's limited opportunities for third-party tournaments. Um, there, there are some windows for it, but there's not actually much windows if you look at the actual time. But basically he was like, if there's not, the best teams in the world are going to be playing a total of like 14 best of threes over the next six months that determines their fate to TI. 14 best of threes. I mean, like, that's, It's not a ton. No, that's like, you could almost play that many in a tournament. I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, if it's if, if, certainly in a TI, right? Where you have like a best of two, you have like, yeah. you know, nine best of twos. So yeah, it's not much. Uh, you know, and, and I understand why that what, what they've done here, like with this league structure is they're not having games simultaneously, which in some ways is a relief. I don't know about you, but have you ever tried like, you know, sitting there like, four different games trying to watch them in different, you know, on different devices at the same time. Like this is a a great viewing experience. It's sort of like, you know, like the NBA, like the NBA has a couple of
0: marquee games
1: or like, no, there's like eight games every night. Only one or two of them are like, you know, televised it doesn't mean the other ones don't exist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? You don't have to only have one game at a time. Like you know, no no sport does that, you know. Especially in a in a game like Dota, where you know, like unlike football, you're not like exa- like you're not like actually destroying your body by playing, you know, multiple times a week, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It does seem a little sparse, or that way, not for viewers, but for for teams in some ways.
0: Well, right, and I mean. You know, I think the counter argument would be are right, you look at the 82 game NBA season and you would say that's a little bit diluted. Each individual game is not quite important enough. And so you see teams resting players and stuff like that. So you, maybe you don't want to swing too far in the direction of having a game every night. But I would agree 14 best of threes over six months. That seems like very heavy weight on every best of three and also not as much Dota for the fans.
1: Totally. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like, right. Only ha- if you only have one game at a time. Sometime that game is going to suck. That's why you schedule two or three of them, and then you can pick which one is going to be like on the main broadcast, <laughs> right. right? It's not it's not rocket science, you know. Uh, the NB the NFL has been flexing which game like you know gets to be on national broadcast for you know that's right many years. So so where, where's your blame on this one?
0: I'm going to blame Valve, but I want to just I want to make a side point here. A lot of people I've seen it on Twitter saying Valve doesn't care, and I just want to point out to those people. That Valve is a corporation. Of course, a corporation doesn't care. What you really mean is that the people who work at Valve don't care.
1: I just thought that was an important call out. Fair. Moving on, the next complaint here that I have is the DPC point distribution. The group stage points, each region gets 1,150 points distributed for each league season. There's, there's going to be two league seasons this spring. Right. At the major, there is 2,700 points. So two and a half times approximately. Is that where that out? A little less than two and a half. Okay. Times as mu- many points at the major as there are in each of the regional leagues, and in fact, the points at the major are only given to the top eight teams. <laughs> I love where you're going with this, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> basically, th- these are these are the points that get you to TI. So, basically, you could, if you finished third, let's say the third best team in China. Mm -hmm. which is probably borderline top eight in the world
0: often yes yeah
1: borderline top eight
0: in the world routinely top 12 for sure
1: yeah routinely top 12 and there's 12 teams that get invited to TI, but not top eight yes so they would get let's say they finish third each time in the upper division yep that's 400 points and let's say they don't quite make it in in the major Mm -hmm. so they 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 finish like 10th the major Mm -hmm. totally respectable yeah you know finishing third in china twice fourth and tenth in the major is great that's a great finish you get 400 points meanwhile the team that finishes first in or second even in cis and i'm using cis here because i think cis has one good team right now clearly good team <laughs> um yes vp of course they also they finish you know like so let's say it's navi or Windstrike or whoever they they end up scoring or even, so let's actually let's say china finishes eight the chinese team finishes eight so they get 600 points meanwhile the cis team second place team might finish get 300 points each time and they finish like 18th at the major actually i think they can't finish 18th because they're automatically the group stage i think they can finish like 14th or whatever but they,
0: they finish out of the points out of the money in the major and yet they're going to end the season with more dpc points than the third best team in china is that what you're telling me
1: yeah exactly so essentially what it does is that the points are spread out significantly between the regions as opposed to the top 18s now the the outcome of this is is that It virtually guarantees, and I, you know, I'm not doing the math here. This is intuition here. It virtually guarantees that each region gets at least one automatic invite Mm -hmm. and is heavily weighted towards getting two automatic invites to TI. In addition, each region gets a qualifier. TI in the past has been somewhat, like, it used to be every major had two qualifiers from each region, but TI didn't guarantee that. TI was like, let's get the best 12 teams plus one from each region. Yep. And now I think it's going to be. If you are that 10th best team who is the fourth best team in China or the fourth best team in Europe, there's a good chance you don't qualify for TI. You have to make it through the the qualifiers.
0: Uh, With only two legs of the season. We originally thought there were going to be five legs of this season. If there were five legs of the season, some savvy person was going to do the math and was going to move to Brazil or was going to move to, to the Republic of Georgia <laughs> so that they could play in a, a less competitive league. And you know, I know that there are some restrictions around that. They would have found their way around it because the, these TI qualifying points are valuable enough to make a move like that worth it. But with only two legs of the season, I don't think a, t- a team has time to move to the new region, go through the open qualifiers, and get all, their, all the way to the, uh, the upper division.
1: Which uh, brings me to some people, um, I, I, I hope you're not looking at the slide right now.
0: Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll look away.
1: Four, fam- I mean, you may have already read it, four, four, I think, very well-known Dota players, as far as I know, essentially have no chance of getting invited to TI. They can still get there through qualification. But four, um, three, I would argue that belong in the Dota Hall of Fame for sure, and one who's borderline, as far as we know, as far as I can tell, are not currently playing on a team, which means that they would have to go through opens, get to the lower division, and still not score any DPC points. So basically, they're guaranteed to have to qualify for TI through the TI qualifiers. And I don't even know if they can do that because I don't. Uh, I don't think there's open qualifiers. I think you have to be in the regional league to get to go to the TI qualifiers. So can you name? Can you name four the four players, or at least a couple of them? Uh, <laughs> you obviously these, these are these are all guys who were um, very valuable in the past two years i wouldn't say last year
0: you have obviously mistaken me for someone who has watched a moment (laughs) of dota or knows who's on whose team because like (laughs) i you know of course to prepare for this episode i looked at who's on the teams in the upper division but that did not actually give me that many clues about who's not on those teams so uh why don't you give me a hint
1: two two of the two of the greatest mids in dota history okay
0: um eternal envy
1: <laughs> he's actually one of them no, he's kidding. not one of the people i was talking about eternal envy is not on a team as far as i know i think he's playing Valorant, to be honest i think that's where he's currently using his skills totally fine he, he got he got a Re- lot out of dota reasonable yep he's been around for a while
0: more more power to him i uh, know you i assume you're talking about sumail
1: sumail as far as i know is not on a team
0: boy that's a thought well you know he's getting so old now
1: <laughs> right i mean who would have thought
0: <laughs> he's gonna be what 23 um yeah uh, give me one more hint
1: the other two remaining of the four it was sumail ee e, and two others the other two played on a team together
0: uh, that uh, honestly doesn't help me
1: at all no, but for, for uh, years for many years they're a famous team a top a top team a major winning
0: team they played together cool all right and i'm seeing now that it's no one in Ramseys. neither of them as far as i know is on a team both of them top like top three at their position in the world in the very recent past
1: yeah so point of point of interest here Remember when like the, the when we did doing the, te- the team of the season, DPC season, it was always like the three there were three mids who we were like sort of two and a, like you know, I guess Sumail would, depending on his team. But there were like three mids who we were like, these are the top three mids in the world. Yeah. It was Sumail, no and maybe correct. Or Somnus credit to Somnus like he has stood the test of time. Yeah, I wouldn't have said he was the best of the three at the time, but like he has certainly outlasted them. I mean, you know, m- maybe peak Somnus isn't as good as peak Sumail or peak Noah, but like Certainly, career-wise, he's uh his his body of work is is uh, yeah.
0: impressive and continues to grow.
1: Uh, possibly best mid ever for just longevity. Um,
0: anyways, that's a that's a separate. Well, in the vaunted uh, all DPC honors. He was the only he won first team mid back to back years. Maybe did. Maybe he did. Both he did. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Well, I mean, I, I actually thought he hadn't won. That's how I bring it up. Like not, not only does he, um. <laughs> Yeah, crazy he hasn't won a Ti.
0: Come damn close.
1: All right, I have uh, two two more here. So I guess we could. Uh, would, would you blame this DPC formatting situation on uh, on Valve here? I'm going Valve.
0: Oh, well, but actually, I'm going to blame it on the people who work at Valve.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we, we can we can disagree about that, but I feel like we're <laughs> in the same general ballpark here. Yeah. One more here. Uh, so actually, this is this is this is less of a blame game here. So do you know which? Each studios got assigned, um, different regions to be the producers for like their, their league. Okay. Do you know, can you guess who got assigned to which, uh, which regions?
0: Uh, no, that would not be an easy one to guess. I'm sure you can guess NA. BTS.
1: Yep. Europe's a little trickier. There are a couple options for Europe, but I bet you, you can guess it.
0: Uh, join Dota or, uh. No, not that, They're, they're is defunct. Is that even still a thing? <laughs> See, yeah,
1: <laughs> think, think of think about uh, a company that ran a major. DreamHack is running it. I'll, I'll, I'll give this. This ESL is running CIS. Okay, Seems sort of random, but sure. I mean, they, they were going to run something,
0: right? If they didn't get Europe,
1: you can guess who's running China.
0: Ah, uh, yes, PGL.
1: No, it's actually not PGL. It's Perfect World. Per- yeah, okay. PGL's got Southeast Asia. I will give you five guesses. It's a different company. I will give you five guesses as to who is who is running South America. It's a di- not, none of those pe- teams none we of those play teams, not we play
0: um you i think i've run out of uh <laughs> of of tournament hosts here
1: uh not we play not epic the people who did epic league okay
0: um, oga
1: it is uh dota pit
0: yeah okay so yeah, yeah oga <laughs> oga the, the um, dota pit people wow amazing do
1: you think they had any uh, south american uh uh, no, I. Th- I,
0: th- I think of them as primarily a CIS sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like uh they were like, "Well, crap! I guess we gotta uh, right. <laughs> give them something." <laughs> Someone's gotta take South America. Would
0: you like to cover No Dota or South America?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was kind of funny. Um, that was that was clearly the 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 thumb, the sore thumb, sticking out there. Um, right. Yeah. Um, which leads me last thing. So this looks like it's bad news for some of those the talent. Right. Fewer games. Right. You're getting signed now for, you know, a league and you're going to doing that like, like the whole league. You're probably not doing like a week of the league. Right. There's not very many third party tournaments, although there looks like there's there probably are going to be some epic and we play might be doing something. Um, but guys like I think I saw Killer Pigeon was uh, worried about his livelihood. Yeah. Um, and obviously that means you're not going to TI. Do you, do you blame Val for cutting down the uh, cutting down the number of talent who get
0: opportunities? i mean if it, if anybody is to blame, it is surely valve, although I am not such a student of the supply and demand in the talent ecosystem to know whether I kind of assume that there is uh that the supply is a bit too high mm. so that is to say, I think probably some talent needed to get cut and you know, there's, the word is talent is right in there. These are these are skilled people who have worked really hard to get good at making Dota broadcast productions. But honestly, I don't have a feel for how many hours of Dota broadcast production are actually needed in the world. Actually, you know, can be supported by the market. Totally fair. But yes, if anyone's to blame, it is the people who work at Valve. All right.
1: Any other thoughts on the new DPC or at least the uh, additional information we've got?
0: One thing that i will forever regret is that (laughs) this pandemic and my associated bottoming out of dota enthusiasm coincided with my team being like the unquestioned best in the world just like not even close
1: (laughs) they were like so good it was so good it it wasn't even interesting to watch it was yeah one of many reasons that i was not interested in those tournaments was secret winning like 40 game series in a row or whatever it was yeah exactly
0: we've got some some alert listener questions related to the Mm. dpc season uh nestico asks six regions two divisions per region with all those being fair game which are you a most excited for and b or sorry b most cautiously optimistic about c have the greatest dearth of opinion on well i i'm gonna have a big answer for c i have a dearth of opinion period Full stop.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, there, but... There's a lot of options for that one. Uh, you look at the second division or basically any any region, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, <laughs> very few opinions. Um, uh, right. what, so let's start for the top. Let's do the easy. What are you most excited for?
0: Europe is stacked. China is stacked. Yeah, it's, it's got to be one of those two, right? Like absolutely. Uh, we have a we have a fantasy draft coming up, and yeah, Europe I found very difficult to pick well to pick my second favorite for (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) i think there are there, there could be five teams that could come in second place in europe and china as always you know we we've said we've maintained for years certainly for for the last nine months that tier two china beats tier one b of almost everywhere else absolutely what region and let's Let's just get rid of EU and China for a second. Are you most cautiously optimistic about, Aiden?
1: For me, it's got to be CIS. Um, I know mm-hmm. that's like the... the the. This is process <laughs> of elimination, though. I mean, that's an obvious answer for me. Process of elimination, which is that Southeast Asia, I feel pretty confident who the top football teams are. Yeah. It's also on in the middle of the night, so that makes me unoptim pessimistic about things that are on the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> your propensity um, to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, North America is... Ugh. uh <laughs> I'm not interested uh and South America while I think it could be highly competitive the over under on the number of the 16 teams that are still have even three of the same five players by the end of the uh second DPC is like what four maybe that's op maybe no, that might be op- 3
0: I'm with you and and to me the most fun thing about watching South America Dota is watching them play against the other regions that don't get to see them very often um because or i think the establishment teams are often surprised at um at how good those guys are when they get on land
1: sure sure uh should we for old time's sake mention the time that uh, sg sports beat secret just for uh <laughs> just, oh just for old gosh. time's sake you know i feel like <laughs> <laughs> oh the key
0: that was the kiev major right that was the
1: kiev major I feel yeah like that's, i think it's got to be mentioned every nine months on the glimpse right at what? minimum
0: did your team do anything at the kiev major anything interesting
1: uh, we finished second, which was a whole uh, how many sp- spots ahead of your team? Oh, was,
0: <laughs> and and that second place finish was well documented in one of the great true
1: site documentaries.
0: It was, <laughs> I've watched it many times. Uh, <laughs> why did they not pick Magna Sursa? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's true. Um, greatest dearth of opinion on so I assume this is uh, you already said you have dearth of opinion on everyone. Got it, it's got to be a bet between like s- s- division two of like South America. Or North America,
0: yeah, and it's a it's a dead heat between those two.
1: I mean, so here's the deal: Capitalist and some of his guys are playing under Smurf accounts in North American one. Mm-hmm. I suppose that gives me an opinion. So well, by <laughs> process of elimination, <laughs> yet again. I, I mean, I hate to say, I hate to do it. I, it would actually, honestly, I believe the second tier South American teams are better than the second tier NA teams. Yes. I don't think that's uh I don't think so that's so a- I would like to do it, but I have I have more opinions. I don't know if they're good opinions or bad opinions on North America's um second tier. So mm-hmm. it's gotta be there, Casey. <laughs> there you go. All right. From
0: Akira, uh which region do you think has benefited slash suffered the most from COVID in relative terms?
1: Uh I think benefit's easy. It's gotta be EU slash it's gotta be EU. I mean they they were the ones who were having the most and to an extension like the best teams in CIS like can sort of got folded in. So the, they're the only region that can effectively play cross region. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, NA South America could, but like they suck anyways.
0: They suck anyway. Well, and right. And this brings me back to a, a sentiment that I repeat often, which you know, I don't love having to repeat it, but it, it, it is the case. The rich get richer. And when times are tough, the rich get richer even faster. And that is, uh, that's no different here.
1: Um, and I think I think it's safe to say suffered the most is probably NA, I would guess. <laughs> Contradicting my previous point really nicely. Well, I mean, I, I would say NA is the poorest in terms of Dota's talent. Poor Dota talent. And, and like, agree. you know, I mean, it's not it's it's not a Dota. I mean, the same thing sort of happened in Counter-Strike, which is another Valve game. All the Counter-Strike teams in uh, NA, like, really got shit on they, they They were like, I mean, it's only like three good teams. Uh, 100 Thieves, which is the team I rooted for, they broke up because they were not able to get access to good tournaments playing in LA and liquid, I think actually moved They're the, they're the best team in NA by far. They actually moved to Europe, I think so they could play there or tried to at least they wanted to. I don't remember. I don't know if it actually happened because like mm-hmm. there's like, you know, <laughs> there's only three good teams in a, in a region. And it sucks for sure. From triangle jokes aside. Um, do you think valve is except, or valves exceptionally poor management during COVID is going to hurt the competitive scene a lot. It feels like the scene has been abandoned more than ever.
0: Golly going to hurt the competitive scene a lot what is a lot i mean is the competitive scene crippled we don't yet know because they they have kind of have yet to resume play but and it's and and of course my perspective is totally biased by not watching dota and so feeling like dota has has cratered in importance in my life it doesn't mean dota has cratered in importance for everybody
1: yeah um so interesting thing um is if you looked at knoxville actually posted a like active pro players by quarter Mm. and it's actually not that bad for this i mean there there was there was there was a peak in of retired but it's actually just basically been a continuation mostly of a trend which is like the past like four years there have been more pros are retiring than are joining Mm. by his definition of pro players so yes the covid was a a bad month for it but it wasn't like actually out out of the out of the trend an outlier (laughs) so that's sort of a bummer um um so yes i think it's going to hurt it but i don't think it's going to hurt it a lot by that definition or a lot more than it would normally have been hurt so
0: okay uh totally random but i just am curious your opinion when do you think the last ti will be like do you think there will be 20 ti's
1: are you assuming that, Do- that this is a Dota Two Ti? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I would, if I had to bet, I, I mean, I, I think there's a very good chance that Ti gets, like, that name gets poured into some other game.
0: Sure, and maybe like, that game is Dota Three, yeah. for example. So, okay, um, I'll buy that. Yeah, but the last Dota Two Ti, I feel like it's less than, well, less than ten years away.
1: Yeah, I put the over. Maybe like six would be my over under.
0: Yeah. All right so t- and oh and because we skipped one so that'll be ti what 15 yeah cool well they don't
1: like to call it that they like to call it t- they'll call it t- ti 2026 they don't like to the number uh, yep do the year which is but, smart
0: um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah this is <just> fine yep <laughs> I don't think cool. they were planning on skipping one, but uh, it works out for them.
0: And from alert longtime listener Vikram, any thoughts on the Dota scene in China? Fewest number of teams in any region signed up for the open qualifiers. What does this mean for the region?
1: I mean, neither of us is on as on top of China Dota as uh, we once were even, you know, compared to other regions. Um, yeah. My feeling is, is that China is has a more structured Dota scene in the mm-hmm. pro scene, at least. And also, I think it's a little bit more clear that there were going to be like, you know, t- like 15 of the spots were locked up, you know, <laughs> sort of.
0: It's a great point. And it's like, it reminds me, you know, when TI open qualifiers used to come up, then like, you know, Purge and Capitalists would get together Veggies Esports. And like, I feel like part of their calculus is like, sure, this is going to make good content. But another part is like, we have a 3% chance of making TI, <laughs> and like that that chance just does not exist in China in the same way
1: no so I, I I don't think it matters that much I mean China dota is remarkably talented obviously yes but it's also i mean dota is what like the fifth most popular eSport in China I don't know I mean I'm making that number up but it's certainly not in the top two or three um I would guess
0: you don't think this is what the 15 year old kids are like hoping to make it big
1: in I don't think so I mean there are there, obviously there so are either. some of them so oh, yeah so- I, I I suspect that I mean, Chinese Dota has been not like not like horrible, but in decline for the past five years, probably. Mm -hmm. And like that's not like that's not a shot. They're still like the best, uh, one of the two best regions, clearly. But like there was a time where they were as good as the rest of the world combined. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) they won every other TI right for a while. It's true.
0: should we do a fantasy draft
1: let's do a fantasy draft
0: okay um i'm gonna flip this pen and i'll let you know who's going first
1: i don't know how you flip a pen in an informative way but oh, uh
0: just uh, whoever it's pointing more at it's pointing at you you you, uh, <laughs> okay. you have first pick in this okay
1: draft. so rules here we're each gonna pick six teams uh one from each region um and based on how likely they are to win their league okay um, yes. so this is not picking the best team this is not about the major this is about mm-hmm. just their league so it's it's certainty about who's gonna win their league and um as uh, we agreed ahead of time the i have to i have one pick i'm mandated to make in the in the first draft pick <laughs> which is that i'm picking evil geniuses to win um the n a upper the or n a uh league bastard <laughs> all right well at least at least there's one
0: other reasonably certain pick with the second overall pick i'm going to take vp to win cis um i think i think they're well maybe i shouldn't reveal who i think their closest competition is but as aiden has highlighted the vp team is pretty good they got gpk and uh they don't nobody else in cis appears to be sniffing this team
1: Okay, are, are we doing snake or uh, what's the no
0: one? no? Uh, just alternate. You go next. Oh, damn,
1: I guess I take Beast Ghost.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it.
1: I don't. Uh, I mean, I I know that they've not been as dominant, and actually, I, I like the look of a couple other teams there, but none of those have teams have done things. Beast Coast has been consistent over two years of being a one and a half years, whatever of being a na- uh, an international. Level team.
0: By South America standards, Beast Coast is a flippin' dynasty. And when the stakes get higher, I assume, like you do, that they're gonna rise to the challenge. It gets a bit tougher here, but actually the next place I go is Europe. And I'm gonna go ahead and take secret here, because... I look. I don't think Secret is necessary, especially you know once the league system is going to start to normalize the uh, the skill level here, and there people are just uh, the skill level is going to converge. So Secret is not going to be the runaway winners of this league, and I don't think they're dramatically better than the players on Nigma or the players on OG. But Secret is built for League Dota, like Puppy teams are like consistently perform at a high level versus like the enigmas and ogs are much more built for tournament dota um so that's why i, lo- I love secret here as a pick i think if anybody's gonna win their league even in a h- ultra competitive it's a puppy team
1: okay all right so i have two re- i mean there's no reason to pick a pick second place in a region right <laughs> it doesn't make any sense so i'm gonna pick i'm either gonna pick southeast asia or um china and i both i feel like both of them have a top two so but i'm gonna go with china i'm gonna go with the elephant team because damn you Yeah, it seemed to make sense. I mean, my boys, Somnus, possible GOAT mid player. Yep. Eurus, formerly known as Paparazzi, he's good. FY, he's Legend. Yeah, (laughs) you know. And
0: Yang in the offlane, none too shabby either.
1: And then Red Panda, who has been on lots of these teams, and I don't actually remember ever watching him play and noticing anything about him. But I'm sure he's good. They wouldn't have picked him if he wasn't.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, and that leaves me with Southeast Asia. And uh, this is a coin flip. No, it's not a coin flip for me, actually. Uh, this is an easy choice. I take TNC here. The others in conver- in the conversation would be Fnatic and potentially this T1 team. But TNC... Okay,
1: okay. All right, hold on. Yeah, I- Look, dude, uh, <laughs>
0: sorry. I am I am very bearish on Fnatic. Uh, I don't like Jabs and DJs as a support duo. I like them each individually. Um, also, the last thing Moon did in the mid was a disaster the last thing raven did also a disaster all right that's fair so the, for all those reasons i take tnc over fanatic and i don't feel bad about it
1: all right so the second part of this is less uh competitive because we are taking from regions that they were um so the order doesn't really matter but i'm gonna go ahead and take fanatic while i'm here while we're in southeast asia
0: okay right so if we're talking about uh ability to win i think i think you're i think The step down in North America, South America, and CIS is much bigger than it is in Europe or China. So I will go to China here, and I'll take eHome. And what can I say about eHome?
1: Over, over LGD.
0: Yes. Oh, LGD has all the hallmarks to me of a team that was like like this. Looks like a fantasy football team. Like this looks like five skilled players who are going to play like crap together to me. Hmm. So so you got uh, Sheen Q who uh, for. Uh, like I, the rap on him is supposed to be that he's, uh, like a giant ego, uh, Innocence and Faith Bian, who, uh, you know, had their minor run with E-Home, uh, but never did anything great. And, uh, of course, Ame, and then there's their new mid, nothing to say. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not a fan of LGD, whereas E-Home, uh, X, Nova, and Fade I really like as a support duo, and Chalice is an amazing offlaner.
1: I don't have anything to verbalize on this. Do you know why? Why? Because there's nothing to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I like that. Wait, sorry. Was that like an inside joke or something? I didn't get it.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. So I got to go to Europe or CIS? Yeah. Uh, I I guess I'll I'll procrastinate on trying to pick a team, second-taste team in CIS for a little while longer um just be like <laughs> uh i guess i go og i mean I, honestly og sure. is the kind of team who who knows if they'll care at any given point
0: right i had nigma number 2 in europe for that exact reason i don't i don't hate the og pick but
1: i mean it's it's a very close i mean liquid even like who knows if liquid's sure. going to go on their run i mean especially with, since the sample size of games is going to be really the series is going to be really small
0: fewer best of 3s than an nfl season i just did the math on that <laughs>
1: wow yeah so, <laughs> NFL, anyways.
0: by the way, uh famous for low sample size. <laughs> My next choice is gonna be Navi from
1: You're gonna take a second CIS team if they had to pick one oh, wait each region Oh sorry.
0: You pick VP. <laughs> if you <laughs> want Navi, I'll trade you. I'll take VP. It's fine. No, no, <laughs> I no, I'm I'm super good at this game. <laughs> as you're <laughs> as you're quickly learning. Uh now I'm taking Thunder Predator from uh from your favorite south america interesting region. over uh sg over that SGE. yeah i don't team. mind i don't mind SGE Sports. that uh king rd and and 4dr both good players why did i like thunder predator i think they i think in my research i discovered that they had won something yeah they won two tier three tournaments in a row uh, so based on that scant evidence i'm taking thunder predator
1: all right that leaves me to pick a cis team and god only knows if i was going to pick navi anyways um <laughs> look at the rosters again reminding myself. All right, I'm doing it. I'm going no techies. <laughs> oh boy. Got crystallized formerly from Navi. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Ergon for- formerly from yeah. Spirit, formerly from some other team before that.
0: Your boy Solo.
1: Uh so and Z- okay, I'm not picking this for Solo. I'm pissing it picking it for Ziac. I think Zayak is the best player in CIS that's not on Virtus. Pro. It's
0: definitely the best player from Kyrgyzstan that I've ever seen.
1: So there you go. I'm picking, I'm picking no techies. You can keep, you can keep Navi. They're not a bad choice. Um,
0: All right. Oh, and that, and of course we're going to bookend this with North America. Uh, (laughs) Your, your, your confidence in EG is only matched by my lack of confidence in Quincy crew.
1: Okay. Who do you think is going to take it over? I mean, I guess it's like over, we're right, right, GLO, no, but like, they've yeah, got to yeah. be second.
0: They've got oh, I mean. Right, no, they're a very clear second. Uh, you are Quinn, MSS, SGVG. You're not, you're
1: not excited for PPD's re- Sad Boys revival?
0: No, I'm not. Fair PPD enough. and Fear, I think they're the TI champs from 2005, if, I, if I'm doing my math correctly.
1: All right, so serious question. How much must Sumail and PPD hate each other that Sumail didn't find his way into this team?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't done the math on that, <laughs> but I... <laughs>
1: I mean but actually (laughs) yeah but for real um, we don't know anything we have no inside information but like actually no quite (laughs) the
0: opposite actually (laughs) but for real you ready to take a quick break Aiden? I am awesome The Glimpse is brought to you by Analytical IQ Healthcare Consulting do you want more Aiden and Lorton podcasts in your life? if so would you settle for just Lorton? (laughs) And if so, would you settle for Lorton instead of talking about Dota, talking about the cost of healthcare in the United States? If by some freak coincidence, you answered yes to all those questions, then you definitely need more interesting things to listen to. But if you really, really <laughs> insist, then you can subscribe to the Analytical IQ Healthcare Podcast. This is uh, the podcast I, I do for my business and this the Analytical IQ or Analytical IQ does indeed sponsor the glimpse by paying the, uh, the small hosting fee to SoundCloud every month. (laughs) So this has been the sponsor behind the scenes all along. And if you want to follow along with my journey to, uh, uh, to uncover how effed up healthcare really is and attempt to make it a tiny bit better then the analytical IQ healthcare podcast is how you would do that. Or is how you would uh, get your foot in the door of, uh, of that conversation. Like I said, if, if you answered yes to all those questions, you need better hobbies.
1: <laughs> We're coming back to this discussion in about four questions. All right. I just want to be very clear. I'm very upset. Um, but we'll continue. It's just so <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, so now it's on to the Ask Us Anything section. Some of the questions that you find people asked. Oh, boy. Some of the questions that, that you guys asked are last hits, but I have a few. And uh, sorry, I have to start with a throwaway. Arcus asked, if I have no clue if y'all are Star Wars fans. If you are, I'd love to hear your thoughts about The Mandalorian or the slate of new shows coming in the next few years. You know what? Audio engineer Jason... This might be a great time to run the, uh, the the cold open joke that I attempted with like oh, the Star right. Wars
1: spoilers.
0: <laughs> and I can hear that, you. That oh was, God! <laughs> that was one of the the funny. Well, so it was it was supposed to be comedy, but the unintentional comedy completely dwarfed the actual
1: comedy <laughs> of that situation. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um...
0: Dude, could you believe it when <laughs> turned his on and then he and. Fought those dudes in the r- caves
1: motherfucker! i can hear you god damn it <laughs> do you do you have thoughts i'll let you go first i have thoughts oh you do i have great I have thoughts
0: uh, why well, i have a disney plus subscription i'll probably watch the mandalorian at some point he, um i watch all the movies and i try to watch them in the theater uh but i haven't gotten into the mandalorian yet
1: okay um my thoughts on this i have not watched the mandalorian i will probably not watch i bet i will I, I i feel like it's like one of those things where like Eventually, Disney Plus is going to reach that point where I'm going to like get a subscription over the summer and binge them all for one month and then stop the subscription. Nice. Um, I feel like that's where I'm at. Here's the deal: I was a Star Wars kid's growing up. I read like 40 of the novels. <laughs> of those 40 novels, at least like 20 of them are so much better than any of the movies that, like you know, since the original three, that it's just like embarrassing. Like,
0: well, and now that Disney owns this, haven't those also been discarded from? Yeah, the exactly. Canon?
1: Like you had this wealth of like already. Forty, you had forty books. You had choices. You had choices. Not all of them are good. I'm not claiming they're all good, but you could have picked just like the couple, like the um, apparently they're gonna, the next set of movies is going to be based on Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is like the beloved trilogy about Thrawn. The Thrawn trilogy is like really good, and this is coming from a guy who like you know reads good. It's not okay. It's not like a top 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 tier. It's not like The Martian or something great science fiction, but it's like a notch below that. It's very good science fiction. And they just, like, discarded this from made-up stories, which turned out to be kind of trash, like, when you actually think about them. Or at least not coherent, because they weren't written by the same person. Unlike the trilogy, ready-made, there for you. So, my thoughts about The Mandalorian and the new shows is that they might be really good, but I'm sort of poisoned against them by the fact that they discarded some pretty good s- Star Wars that was also, like, important to me as a child. There you go.
0: Nice. I appreciate appreciate that, Aiden uh camouflage asks if you enjoy movies will you tell us about your experience consuming movies in quarantine in particular the variety of release methods employed by the different movie companies i was very surprised to read this question aiden Mm -hmm. because i had not noticed anything different (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, what what, what movies do you normally watch i normally watch stuff that came out more than five years ago and uh strongly prefer stuff that i don't have to pay for but sometimes if there's a specific movie I want to watch, then I'll just rent it from Amazon without even checking to see if it's available on other streaming platforms. Sure,
1: I only go to see movies that are like basically Marvel or Star Wars in theaters, mm-hmm. pretty much at this point. So, which means mostly Marvel. I go all those. Friends, or that. So obviously, but none of those came out, so I didn't get to see them. They didn't come out on. Um, I don't think any of them came out on Disney Plus. Oh, I go see some Pixar ones sometimes too. So, but I yeah. haven't seen Soul. So you know. Maybe someday, at some point, I'll get that. But, um, the other kind of movie I watch is also unaffected. The other kind of movie I watch is the Netflix, uh, teenage, like rom-com, which I'm all in on. Give me, give me some, to all the boys who lived before, you know? But that's, that's been unaffected as well. So really, um, (laughs) you know, I've been very, North life is pretty normal for me in terms
0: of movies. <laughs> well no, so I actually I have a question and I would love to hear anyone's comments on this including yours Aiden. Um which is my sister was telling me that she has a friend who does like watch parties, but basically he's broadcasting the movie from his computer through zoom to his friends so that they can all watch it together in real time and like, and laugh and crack wise, which is great. Except like watching a movie through someone else's zoom, has gotta be just a crap experience. Like the sound is going to be crap and uh, the pic- picture is going to be choppy. So I realized it's only the year 2021, but like, Do we not have a way to watch the same movie at the same time?
1: I'm pretty sure you do. I think Netflix has a function that will let you, um, with friends synchronize it or something like that. I, at least I read about that. Whether I read about (laughs) it, it's like, why don't they have this? But I'm pretty sure they have it. Hang on. I think it's called Netflix watch party. Yeah. Netflix watch party extension. Teleparty, formerly Netflix party is a way to watch TV with your, so I don't know if, maybe it's not Netflix official, but maybe it's like a, like it could be a Chrome extension or something like the login that sync. That's yeah. That synchronizes everything. So yes. Um, uh, I wonder if it works with sure. other well, you, services. Right, even if it only worked for Netflix, Netflix. like
0: I, I could find something to watch with.
1: Downside is every, everyone's gotta have yeah. the Netflix account. So if you're if you have friends who don't have a Netflix account and want to watch a movie with you, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs>
0: Just
1: or you could broadcast it on Zoom and let them choose whether to go fuck themselves right. or watch it. <laughs>
0: tell them to go fuck themselves, like the people at Valve said. It's true. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, also from camouflage, have you considered launching a different style of podcast? You two have great chemistry and takes. Would love to see any collaborative passions that you might undertake
1: next. So, Camouflage, um, Lorton has another podcast. He did not invite me to take part in that project.
0: Wait, sorry. Do you have something to say about healthcare data or the transition to value?
1: I don't, but I'm just saying, clearly, Lorton didn't even Dude. consider me Dude, as an option. I'll do, a, I'll a do all the podcasts you want,
0: but not about Dota. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm just saying, I mean, I feel like there might be a slight fracture in our relationship that you haven't recognized just based on history. Okay. All right. That's uh, If I had to guess, this has scratched my itch for podcasts for my life. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, me personally. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I mean, it's, uh, I I would certainly you would be with somebody if we came on to something that we both in, if I knew you enjoyed maybe maybe this is like a like when we're sixty. And our kids are all mm-hmm. gone, and uh, you know, you know, like maybe maybe we maybe we come back. We make a podcast that's a uh, I don't know, beamed directly into your brains, you know, whatever we technology. Yeah, we have through then.
0: Neuralink. <laughs> um, I could envision a a, uh, a really unsuccessful podcast, which is where Aiden assigns me to read like a high quality sci fi or fantasy novel, and then I read it, and then I gushed him about all the parts that I thought were great, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a well known trope. Yep, yep. Oh yes, yeah. You're not the only one who's enjoyed that part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like, so I'm, I'm trying to think of other things I would want to do podcasts on, but a lot of them I like, they're things that I listen to podcasts already on. Right. Like, so like, I'm super into Brandon Sanderson, mm-hmm. um, and his writing, the Cosmere. Listen to Cosmere conversations on the regular. They're better at it than I am. Um, I don't I don't need to make a podcast on that. Um, Arsenal, soccer, I would definitely. Consider like I would love to talk about Arsenal soccer, but there's like 25 Arsenal soccer podcasts. Just so feels feels a little unnecessary. By the way,
0: your soccer credibility goes through the floor if you have an American accent, in my humble opinion.
1: Yes. Also, you would be terrible given that you the soccer you play is what like you know uh, in your life. (laughs)
0: Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I'm not in for your Arsenal pod. No offense, man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Totally fair. So I don't know. It would have to be some. It would have to be something where we felt like. We both had something to give to.
0: We both have opinions about uh, strong opinions about politics, I would wager. And um, I don't know if you could pay me enough to volunteer those opinions for a global audience.
1: Yeah. Last, uh, another one from Camouflage. Camouflage wants to know a lot about us today. For sure. Uh, Lorton, um, you are a healthcare data analysis, it says. Would you provide your perspective on the pandemic reality as seen through your data analysis that we've grown to love?
0: Sure, and I apologize, Camo, for not having anything more thorough on this. Um, there will be many takes that say the COVID stats are inflated, especially, um, yeah, cases, hospitalizations, even deaths. Why are the stat? Why would the stats be inflated? Well, because hospitals get paid more for COVID than they get paid for regular old pneumonia or something else like that. Uh, or people who die from heart attacks who test positive for COVID might get might get labeled as COVID deaths. Yeah, that's all true. COVID deaths are probably slightly overstated. But this uh, the bottom line is we already know the truth of this is a super contagious disease. And some people don't get it very badly. But the people who get it badly, uh, they will tell you in unequivocal terms, this is not a disease that you want to get. So I mean, who cares if the stats are inflated i actually was listening to a podcast uh, by the way if you want a podcast recommendation and you're into health the drive peter atia md uh, he had on a guy who literally make made vaccines for a living from B- for big pharma for 30 years and he asked this guy who was like paul i think the guy's name was paul paul you seem like you're like the pinnacle of health all right so maybe you're 65 years old but like you you don't look a day over 50 like, are you really scared of getting the coronavirus? You know, you're not, not going to die from this thing. And Paul's like, no, of course, I'm not going to die from it. But like, I still don't want to get the fucking thing. So that's where I am with COVID is, yeah, the, the stats are a little bit are a little bit inflated. But who cares?
1: I mean, yeah, well, the inflated part, we'll see. Uh, I'm not 100% of this. Oh. Up, but like, here's here's a perfect example. Um, you know, who Mo Bamba is uh, he was like a f- seventh pick in the NBA draft like two years ago yeah, yeah. by the Orlando Magic. He got COVID six months ago. He's still not playing basketball. This is a guy who likely is very healthy. I mean, he's, uh, I you know, I mean, we, well, he's very healthy in mm-hmm. many ways. Not always in every yeah. way. And almost surely has great medical care and he's not playing basketball six months. And he's 23, something like that. 22. And he's not playing basketball after six months. Um, yeah. That doesn't tell you like something, something that this is scary. He's 22. Well, then, right. I don't know what you-
0: the other the other phrase that has made me extra cautious um, is uh, I saw oh, I take
1: it back. He played very recently. He did. He was out. He, did, he missed. He definitely missed some games in the season, but I'm looking at Google that he has. Um, he played recently. Yes. Okay. Oh, I sorry. There, yeah. Forget
0: um, everything we said. Masks in, are a hoax.
1: <laughs> in early December, he was he was still dealing with symptoms after six months. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. The only other thing I'll say about this is like I saw three words that I would never that I never want to see together, especially as it relates to my health. And those three words were permanent lung damage. Like, I'm an endurance athlete. I do not want permanent lung damage.
1: Absolutely.
2: Hello, Dan Offen, aka Mr. Big Jams, here. Just chiming in to recommend the two shows that I produce, if I may so so myself. The first is Position Six, which has been going on for about a couple of years. It's a interview show in which I talk to the top people involved in the Dota Two scene. I've had people like RTZ, No and Seb on. It can be found on SoundCloud or any big podcasting platform where you can just search for position six and it will come up i've also released a new show this week to help people navigate the difficult waters of the dpc with six analysts one for each region where we go in depth into the goings-on every single week and that's called the dpc show it's located on either the position six podcast rss feed or on YouTube and you can search for The DPC Show and it'll come up there. Thanks guys and keep listening to The Glimpse.
0: Give us some last hits, Aiden.
1: Um, we were on the last hits. We we're almost out of time. Let's farm one more wave. And it will actually be just one more wave possibly. <sighs> Get some last hits. I know. A little tears. No, right. Um Lorton from uh, camouflage again. You really just wanted to stack him together. <laughs> Stacked him. Would you like to address the events in the USA that have gone on in recent weeks? Uh, the short answer is no, but
0: I did see uh, a tweet that was so funny that I'll just repeat it. They said, uh, "This is just like the French Revolution, except if the peasants were storming the castle and demanding that the king stay in power and keep starving them."
1: Not bad. Um, I, I too will. Uh, even being in DC actually is not affected my life directly very much. But um, if there's one thing, one tiny little silver lining and a glimmer of hope that I have in this is that as a DC resident, I really hope DC becomes a state, and I think this might make it slightly more likely. So it's definitely not worth the deaths and like pain and destruction that's happened. But um, that's one thing I guess that I'm slightly hopeful about right now. Sure. That DC becomes a state.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll say one more thing. Every once in a while, I give a benefit of the doubt case for somebody who's been an asshole. And I think I don't think there's, there's much benefit of the doubt to give here, except that there are a lot of people who legitimately believe the election was stolen. Now, they probably believe that because of extremely biased news sources that are probably just out to get their advertising dollars. But I did see a conservative take that I sort of agreed with, which was... In retrospect, maybe a slightly more transparent election wouldn't have been a terrible thing. I think more transparency in the election process, I sure as hell wouldn't mind, because then it makes it even easier to debunk claims of uh, vote manipulation, voter fraud. Aiden from Alert Listener Arcus, did you start watching any non-DOTA esports during the DOTA drought?
1: Uh, I mean, I didn't start watching any. Um, I've always been sort of dabbled with Rocket League and CSGO uh, from time to time. I probably watch more CS:GO compared to Dota than I. The ratio is higher for CS:GO to Dota um, than it has been before, um, but nothing, nothing extreme. All right, Lorton. Uh, From Akira, any interesting hobbies and skills you've picked up since the start of the pandemic?
0: Okay, I haven't picked this one up since, or I've been doing this longer than since the pandemic, but I only want to bring it up because I know it's going to make Aiden puke, which is my love of this. If you thought I was into a niche sport when I was into Dota, you see nothing yet. Because my main sports passion is the sport of speed golf. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You hit the ball and then you run after it and then you hit it again and then you run after it again. And you, um, your score is how many shots you hit plus how many minutes. So a lower score is better, but this is, uh, combining, combining my, my biological predisposition position toward endurance sports. And for whatever reason, ever since I've been a kid, I've loved the game of golf. So I'm into speed golf. If
1: I can add a, um, ask a tactic question here, yeah. or a, uh, how many clubs do you take with you? Uh,
0: you can take up to six. I personally carry five. There are some people who carry as few as two. Okay.
1: Cause it, it makes sense. I mean, it's a real trade-off, right? Yeah. More clubs, but fewer shots in theory, but also takes, you know, endurance. No, exa- okay.
0: exactly right. Um, yeah. So some people opt for pure speed. Like there's a dude who, routine, uh, who routinely shoots 10 shots worse than me, but also runs 12 minutes faster for like an hour long race. <laughs> it's a significant difference.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: And uh and my in my, in my biggest accomplishment in speed golf this year, I got 4th place in a tournament, which nice. uh
1: yeah, for me as uh, How many people were in the tournament?
0: Uh 25.
1: Okay. All right. I was, you know. <laughs> yeah. There, there was like there's like a 1% chance there were four people in the tournament. <laughs> I would have just in case. <laughs> in,
0: in another tournament I got I got 5th in a division of 7 people. So like that's <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's where we are with, with that. Alright, Aiden. From Nestico, this is one I dug up from the archives of August that were readily available because of our dormant Discord. Alright. <laughs> Nestico says, So I had this dream last night that Aiden hits me up like, dude, we need a sub, can you play? We're pretty deep in the TI regional qualifiers. I'm game, so we play against EG and we beat them because they're really off their game. A fact that probably shouldn't matter. But the next day, my mom is driving us both to a greasy spoon joint that Aiden's folks apparently own. Uh, And Nestico's story Aiden leaves me with a couple of questions. First and foremost, I don't know if this is foremost what kind of strategy did you run uh when you beat eg in nesco's dream
1: well um i'm gonna disappoint you right now it was not for protect one um <laughs> that's fine <laughs> just you know just in case you were curious about it um no we're, we're like a relentless aggression eg artesi likes to farm we, we get we get one kill on him and then we just spam too easy for RTZ. Mm. um nice you know we we make i'm not sure if it's legal to put macros but we have a macro that spams too easy for rtz on (laughs) her nice Uh, (laughs) that's your lockout (laughs) monotag or maybe it's maybe it's rtz is easy i don't know i mean Mm, yeah (laughs) whatever we go um and then we, we we run at them uh you know five melee uh some old uh uh, what's, God, what was even the team? The the Korean team MVP. Yeah, MVP. Like six me- Five Melee Six melee would be great. but Five Melee. Six right <laughs> is won. a good team we, we, name. Ran, we ran we ran Six Melee. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, I know that both your parents are vegetarian, so I'm very curious. What are like the what are the specialty dishes at your parents' vegetarian greasy spoon diner that they run?
1: God, I don't even know what that would be. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave the gre- like my dad. My dad definitely is cooking some, like, uh, I feel like he's making the only dish that my dad, like, I, I know He's making, like, split pea soup. Like, you just have, like, pea soup wherever mm. you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Or green pea soup. Sure. Yeah, green pea soup. Yeah, that's the Nice what he's thing got about soup, on. you can put the ingredients
0: oh. in, in pretty much any order. It still <laughs> works.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely making some soup there, Um, maybe some stew also. Like I mean, basically like six or seven varieties of soup and stew with slightly with the same ingredients, just with like different amounts of each of them. (laughs) (laughs) Game of ratios, yeah. Um, My mom is. Oh, my dad also like makes his own yogurt. So there's definitely like some like very plain sugar, like no sugar added yogurt you can get (laughs) and flavored. Nice. (laughs) uh yeah my mom is pretty much just making pasta with cheese just like Mm. cheese and tomato sauce and you know it's like a mixture it's like a pot of like there's like macaroni spaghetti noodles there's like lasagna noodles all mixed in like one little one mess (laughs) maybe some frozen maybe some thought out frozen vegetables tossed in there mom i love you but uh yeah you're not the (laughs)
0: it's a pasta suicide
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, Cafe exactly, Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's called that's what it's listed as wow
0: okay well i'm so glad i asked that question all right so this is episode 100 or the uh the episode epilogue epipod <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know, got anybody you want to thank Aiden?
1: i do um so i got a few people I want to thank um i want to thank vikram vikram was the first guy to ask us questions and be featured in the pod yeah. um and even he uh I, Dude, I saw this. You can recently. see
0: Vikram's comments on in in SoundCloud, 'cause like we didn't even we didn't have a Discord, we didn't even have a Twitter. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So uh Vikram, I honestly like having someone paying attention, like it it mattered a lot to us in the early days. Amen. Um who knows if we would've gotten past episode ten if we <laughs> You know, if if there weren't people out there listening and caring. I have
0: the words from Vikram. Such a great podcast burned into my eyes because Mm -hmm. I reread them so many times in in gratitude.
1: (laughs) What about you? You got somebody? Oh, I mean,
0: got to thank uh, our Discord admins, uh, Kent, Casey, Camouflage. You guys uh, have made made it easier to have a community that sprang up and contributed a bunch to the show. Kent and Casey, I mean, being guests a couple of times is great.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'll throw in a uh, uh, a thank you to Jack Chen, KBBQ. He was I think was he our second guest? We had lyrical, no, maybe third because we had lyrical. Well, doesn't matter. But um, I think, I just remember I think Jack had, was
0: after the Nahas Sons fan doubleheader. Maybe
1: that's fair. Uh, whatever. Anyways, um, Jack Chen, um, great podcast. He was one of the smartest people on there. Um, that, but I will always remember after we finished the podcast, like just talking afterwards. He told us that like we were incre- we were really prepared and that we did a great job and like you know as a guy who used to host his own no, dota podcast
0: That's not what he said no. dude No He what said he I just Sorry. He said I just got up Wait what was the name of the podcast before it was called Dot, uh It
1: was yeah, like yeah Dot P yeah, or yeah like that. defense dota dota of the bro. patient
0: He was like I got to tell you guys I was uh, just on defense of the patients the other day and you guys are way more organized than them and that was like that was a fuck yeah moment for us. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: It was still still maybe my favorite podcast episode that one.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I just yeah. remember asking, like I was like why is Night Stalker a first phase ban and like the next 6 minutes were just uh, just just music of Dota analysis <laughs> that no, hero was, creates so many problems. <laughs> yeah. Um got to mention Scant Dude, scant a uh, three-time guest on this podcast uh, originally got our attention because he was speaking out against um these ridiculous organizations in Southeast Asia who aren't paying anybody. He made him sleep in a closet upstairs that had no kitchen. So yeah, I mean, uh, the, his his story and 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 his redemption were fascinating, and he's just been a you know a great supporter of the show, and just fun to fun to have his voice in the scene
1: and he's a good dude and i will i will throw a little plug in here to his uh go he funding. did not get paid um by these dota teams that um he worked for um and he got out of the dota scene and honestly like you know like i think that i think it would be safe to say that his um he didn't his career didn't recover particularly well i would agree from that <laughs> um and so he has recently gotten into a master's program for master public health um but he is struggling to pay the tuition and so he's got to go fund me um and i think that uh you know so i mean if you if you appreciate what guys like scant have done for our scene they haven't always gotten paid back the way they should um you know i'm you can find it on his twitter um um
0: s-c-a-n-t-z-o-r yeah if you can toss him toss him 20 bucks
1: i mean um he he will do good things with what with this masters, I'm sure. Amen. Uh, we're confident. So, amen. Um, I'm going to throw one out for, uh, for Kips. Um, another one of my favorite podcasts, the daughter rewatched was with Kips. Um, she was amazing. Um, and I think she, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she remembered I said, every like, moment of that series. Every, yeah. Like
0: we would, we would bring up something. She'd be like, Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I remember yeah, I where mean, I was <laughs> just
1: top, top level analysis. Great conversation. You knew, we knew she was the coach. We knew she was like, interesting, but like, you know, we didn't really know that much about her honestly like but then talking to her it was like a whole i don't know getting to know her was it was awesome one of our one of our favorite guests for sure
0: oh absolutely and like and she stood toe to toe with some some big egos that i think uh i don't know i would have backed down from sure sure Her good friend triangle keeping us apprised what's going on in china mm-hmm. not heavily editorializing
1: god <laughs> <laughs> um i really am curious like i don't actually know where triangle lives um but Somehow, I swear he was up. Like he plays Dota in like at North American times. I'm, we're, we're, I'm in, seeing friends with him, so I see him playing. And he also apparently has watched been, a, been as on Chinese Dota forums at like 6 a.m. Eastern time. So um, not sure, what, not sure what's going on there. But uh, thank you, we appreciate that. Appreciate all the, heads the dedication. Up. Yeah, for sure.
0: And don't forget about DePaul alum, Pete. Yeah,
1: I never played a game of Dota. I only played one game of uh, or was it two games of Dota with people. Yeah, um, in our uh with games. us
0: and and by the way, I think like it takes a special form of bravery to ask questions that like that that other people might think are stupid questions. And I think Pete unapologetically would ask questions that you know are are basic to somebody who's played a thousand games of Dota, but um were not obvious to him because he never had. And I I appreciated that he would go there.
1: I got to thank uh, and then I've got to thank our first guest ever, Lyrical. Yes, um, he was our first guest. He was awesome to have I mean, it was amazing to get a guest just to have our first conversation with someone who like we had seen, you know, on these like on these broadcasts. You know, it was amazing to have him. Um also gave us me great advice about my uh, now wife, you know, um who knows that could have gone he saved you know? your relationship day. He saved, my, that saved day. my relationship. Um so
0: by the way, saved my green bean casserole this Thanksgiving.
1: Great great to follow both for Dota talk and for uh, um and for food. So um so thank you Lyrical yeah um and i've actually got two more i didn't list them on here but i'll throw them out there we got to thank uh our friend replacement level adam adam Corton, who was our associate producer helpful assistant producer on the first uh and, and guest on the on i don't know the first season or so periodic. yeah he was
0: a guest a few times and also just like you know as we were conceptualizing this podcast you know one of the questions was like what do you like and not like or, you know what makes a good podcast what makes a bad podcast and uh Cortana's real connoisseur podcast gave us a bunch of great advice. Like, um, uh, stop saying, I don't know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sure. super obvious in retrospect, but um, needed to be said.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You know, and he did a lot of stuff behind, little things behind the scene. Like, you know, um, when you, like, we played our, I think, I, I think I remember we played like our, our t- who tweeted what game before we were both yeah, on Twitter and we saw, it all. you know, he's going on there trying to find ones for us. A lot of stuff. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and finally, the big thanks, Lorton, I'll let you do this one. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm- <laughs> God Lord. <laughs> Wait yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I'm on it. Uh, thanks
0: to you, Aiden. <laughs>
1: no.
0: <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, Audio engineer Jason, I mean, I was getting burned out editing the podcast, and talk- I talked to my mom about this, and she was like, "Adam, do you know that there are college students out there in broadcast media who would kill to have a podcast?" to uh to make their own and i was like okay but do any can any of them really hang with dota and then we got this letter from this precocious young man who's like oh yeah i play dota parentheses much better than you guys do um (laughs) oh yes i can. i also know how to make podcasts sound really good um so why don't you guys just let me do this for you? Never once a complaint. Always so easygoing. Amazing skills. Now I'm thinking again about that, uh, that Star Wars thing. I, I don't know if you ever re-listened to that, Aiden, but the work audio engineer Jason did to like, <laughs> like with the curb Your enthusiasm music and shit, it was, it's was a masterpiece of editing. And he would find one of those moments in every show that just like, just needed a little spicing up in the audio department. He always
1: said the perfect mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. It would not, we've not have made a hundred episodes. We wouldn't have made 50 episodes, 25. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, without you. So we greatly appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, if, if you are in need of, of help in your audio production, whatever, you, whatever kind of audio production that you're making, I imagine it's a podcast. Uh, but, jason can help you and if you want to find find him batesound.com B- b-a-t-e-s-o-u-n-d.com still uh still the place to find him
1: i guess a couple last notes here for for our final farewell um if it remind you if you're a aspiring dota podcaster and you have something you want to share with our audience hit us up on discord you can find the link at glimpsepod.com you can follow lorton on twitter at shark butler me on twitter at OmegaManDota.
0: until next time This This is Aiden Aiden and Lorton. Back you go.
1: Thank you for listening to The Glimpse. I interrupted our date night. Wall of unintended
0: consequences. (laughs) Your hindsight analysis is (laughs) 2028.
1: You guys definitely don't deserve a T.I. (laughs) invite. Woo! Good job, guys! (laughs) Oh, God. Optic did not finish last. They finished... for last the statistician rips his ugly head again i'm gonna shit on your point the hysterically stupid move then we were fucking boned boys i remember that quite vividly this is adam lorton this is in richards
0: this is audio engineer jason
1: back you go back you go
0: back you go